Welcome to Reynolds Wrap, the positive and practical podcast. We want to encourage you through spiritual insight from God's Word to maintain an authentic Christian life. Welcome back to the Reynolds Wrap podcast. So glad you have chosen to join us today. I have lined up some things that I want to talk about um, in this particular podcast that I hope will be beneficial to you. Um, I was doing a little research and was looking at the top 100 words that had been Googled. Uh, and I do that every couple months. I'll just kind of see what people are typing in, what they're thinking about, what they're researching. And, uh, and every month it changes, of course. There are different words. I'm sure that um, when we get to the end of April, coronavirus, you know, or COVID-19 will be at the top of the list. But I was looking back over March and just considering the top 10, again, there's, you can go anywhere just about and uh, check it out. You can do Google and just type in the top 100 or a top 10 words of the month. And it turns out of the top 10 Googled uh, things in the month of March, most of them were either related to a social media site like Facebook, that was number one, um, or an email uh, there was eBay on there and Amazon, which are places where you can buy stuff, but most of them were related to social media sites or places where you could purchase things. And I realized with the quarantine, and, and April may be a little bit different, I don't think it will be, but just judging by the statistics in March, and I'm talking about millions upon millions of people researching, uh, it's funny because most of us probably have some kind of a social media outlet. We you may use all of them. I know I do. I, just about everything there is. I, I even use Twitter and Tumblr. I don't know how many people use those, but I use the Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you know, all that all that good stuff. I even have Pinterest. I don't ever get on there, but just about any way that you can reach out to people. I've tried to um, see, what, see what it was like so that I could try to corner that market in some of the digital marketing that we do for various ministries. But looking at those top 10... What are people thinking about during the quarantine? I think the the number one thing, looking at that list of top 10, is the need for social interaction. You know, Jesus lived in a day where there were people that needed social interaction. And Jesus took the initiative to reach out to a lot of people. Go back and look at his story. Look at, read through the Gospels. And, you know, I love to read through with a different lens. And I know that's just, you may think that's a little weird, but I try to every time I come to the Bible. It's very hard, maybe impossible to do, but I try as hard as I can every time I read it to look at it with a fresh new pair of eyes. You know, I I go to the text and I say, what can I learn from the text today that I've never seen before? You know, God opened my eyes to something new, something fresh, something unique. And I always find every single time in every story some detail that I had overlooked before, something small that, you know, I read it and I go, man, that's interesting. I wonder what, so you go to a commentary or you read some uh, various Bible helps and you go, where, where does that fit into the story? What's the purpose of that? And you might find, you can cross-reference it and go back and find a, a thousand other things. But I like doing that because Jesus quite frequently took advantage of opportunities to reach out to people that had been, um, disenchanted or people that were screened out from the religious elite. I don't have to remind you that uh, his interaction with the tax collectors and the prostitutes got him in a lot of trouble. 
he went to the parties that you usually weren't supposed to go to if you were a good Jew. And he just didn't do that. And he, Jesus went anyway. I mean, his first miracle was turning the water into wine. I mean, that's not the miracle that most of us in the religious community would choose for him to do today. But that's what he chose to do. And it changed the course of human history by revealing his ministry, beginning a new work um, that he had been set out to do since the day he was born, and even previously in predetermined foreknowledge and thought of God. So when you go and you look at Jesus's interaction with people, he starts with the 12, he moves on to the 70, and then you got the 120 or so by the time they reach the upper room. And there may have been scores of more followers that we just don't have record of. But he took the initiative to talk to people who had been distanced from the rest of the crowd, people that were outcasts, people that were not very unique. They were different. Um, we think about the Samaritan woman. Uh, we think about the woman caught in adultery in John 8, which is obviously someone who's brought to him. He doesn't really, he doesn't really engage with her without the, um, without the, you know, the, the, the fact that she's drugged before him. But he does take the time to talk to her. Have you got the woman with the blood issue, you know, um, the woman that's trying to get her daughter healed, a uh, Gentile woman. There's so many different stories of the centurion. I mean, <laughs> the Jesus, the thief on the cross, constantly was around the lepers, constantly around the sick, the lame, the poor, the weak, the widows. That was the ministry of Jesus. Now, we live in a time where, obviously, there's a lot more interaction than there was then. We have probably... It's funny, if you let somebody go through your friends list, hand somebody your phone sometime and do this. If you've got a spouse, that's the perfect person to do it. If you have a child, let your son, let your daughter do it, or your parents do it. And let them go through your friends list, starting with A, and just go to D or F, you know. And have them quiz you on your friends. Like, okay, you know, Adam Green, how do you know him? you're like Adam Green. I don't I don't know an Adam Green. Well, you're friends. You have 57 mutual friends. Who is he? I don't know. I think that's the guy from high school. No, this guy's 20 years younger than you. Oh. Adam Green. Adam Green. How do I know Adam Green? Well, maybe maybe we went to the same college. No. No, he's from whatever state. And you will find that there are probably if you're Adam Green and you listen to this, friend me on Facebook. I'll be your friend. But I'm just saying that there are so many people um, in social media, friends that are Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you use, that we don't we don't really know them that well. We don't. Uh, we we befriend them because they're a friend of somebody else, or because they're they like a certain page that we do, or like in my case, I I, I don't befriend everybody, but I'd say about eighty percent of the people that send me a friend request, I will take uh, as a friend because I'm trying to encourage them to see some of the social media sites that I run. But nevertheless. This is a perfect time. With people Google, that many people Googling Facebook, you ought to already have Facebook. Why are you Googling Facebook? These are people that are trying to connect with social media sites where they can actually get some interaction. And I guarantee you, I don't know the stats on this, but I can almost guarantee you there are more people that have signed up for these social media sites over the last 30, 40 days because they're, they're, um, they're tired of being home alone. And they want some interaction. Um, there gets to a point where you, just like with a child, a child's born, if you do not have connection to an adult, that child is going to is going to die. You cannot set a child out on the steps of a church and just expect that somebody's going to pick it up. I mean, there's a good chance somebody might not see it until it's too late. You can't just take a child that's born and just set it in a box and go, good luck to you, kiddo. Uh, there needs to be social interaction. Um, there needs to be more than just somebody who's giving it food. I mean, there has to be physical touch. There has to be compassion. 
And so I, I see these statistics and I see what's happening around even with my friends. And I've, I've noticed this severe depression in certain people. Uh, I've been listening to some really good podcasts. I can't, I can't, I'm not going to share them just yet because I want to, want to dive a little deeper into his, um, into his mentoring patterns and things and coaching. Uh, but I've been absolutely fascinated with most of the stuff that I have heard so far, and I may share that in a future podcast. But one of the things that he addresses in an early podcast in one of his sessions is the fact that, you know, our mind is like a garden and what we plant you know, is what we're going to grow. And eventually it's what we're going to have to eat. (laughs) That's going to be what we digest. And so we've got to be careful what seeds we plant and what seeds we water, because we might end up watering the weeds and then you get all the weeds and stuff. And it really challenged me to start thinking about what I put inside my head. And I know that a lot of the stuff I put in my head is nonsense. You know, I don't watch a lot of television. Uh, I do listen to a lot of music and I listen to a ton of podcasts now. Uh, and I have realized that some of the podcasts I've listened to, and it's basically for research or for just entertainment, but those things take root in the garden of your mind. And so you have to be careful how you use, utilize, and promote certain things on social media and the things that you watch, the things that you tend to uh, you know, gravitate towards. I know for me, uh, if those who know me well, no, I am a sucker for America's Funniest Home Videos or for uh, Vines, just watching funny videos of things. And I really, it's funny. You'd think I'd be into TikTok. I'm just not. I think it's funny. There's some things that I've seen on there, but I'm just not not big into that. I would prefer to see real life, not stuff that's, you know, manufactured. I like to see, you know, the kids and the dogs and the cats and the, you know, uh, people falling down and, you know, doing crazy stuff and stunts. And my, I guess my favorite is watching uh, news bloopers where people get on television and they, they make a uh, blunder or say something or do something. And it, it's humorous to me. But, um, but anyway, back to the point, we, we start thinking about this, this social interaction and what we put into our brains is what we're going to you know, grow, fertilize, and then consume. And in this time of of social distancing, we have found that we're we're digesting all this news and this negative media. And even on social media, you watch the people that, that just they have nothing better to do than to comment on certain posts. And so I think our goal as disciples of Christ is to put a spiritual twist on those things. You know, how can we utilize our social media pages to encourage to build up, to support, to counsel, to mentor other people? And specifically, why aren't we doing more social evangelism? We know people are on these websites. You know, the television, again, we're, we do a lot of different television ministries, and I, I highly encourage you to check out Getting to Know Your Bible. We put those on the podcast, too, um, which is a... Um, a ministry from Billy Lambert, who's one of our elders here at Somerdale Church Christ, where I worship and attend. But when we begin to see all these people who are reaching out and trying to do these Bible studies, we have free Bible studies on our website and stuff like that, we're getting more and more people because they're starving for something. They're looking for something to watch. They're looking for something to do. You know, a lot of these schools now are offering discounts on online classes because they know people are going to need to do something uh, until they can go back to work. And so we ought to be utilizing this time 
and some of you may already be doing this, but I mean posting positive scriptures, positive posts, anything you see that is of an encouraging nature to share it. I mean, that's what this podcast is all about, is about, you know, being positive and practical. And I think that with the social distancing and the frustrations that people are facing, we have an opportunity to give people hope, to be able to share a message of love and of compassion like Jesus did. He came at just the right time in human history. Many of the times that there are some dangerous or some uh, very you know, outlandish or crazy things going on among the people of God, it's about the time that God's going to show up on the scene, not that he hadn't been there before, but whether it's through Moses coming out and rescuing the people from the Egyptians or for Joseph, you know, who ends up saving his family and all those around him, Noah, just the right time, builds the ark, so forth. But God always just kind of, when you think there's all hope is lost, here comes God with his amazing plan. And I know that he has empowered his disciples by giving us the word of God and giving us the power to utilize a prayer, the Holy Spirit that resides inside of us, and our Savior sitting on the throne as the high priest in heaven. We have opportunities to utilize those things. And we ought to be, I know so many of these preachers I've seen and teachers are utilizing social media now. They're on Facebook, they're on YouTube, and they're like, oh, hey, this is, and it's funny because a lot of these guys, and I don't mean to be super critical, but a lot of these guys were anti-social media a year ago. I mean, they were like, oh, we don't, we don't have no Facebook page for our church. We, we, we're not interested in doing something like that. Well, now that's the only way their family's going to communicate. And there are a lot of older folks, again, not trying to be too critical, said, I'll never have Facebook. I ain't never going to have, I don't know how to use that YouTube stuff. And now, guess what? That's the only way they can worship, is doing those particular things. So you're going to eat crow. You know, you've you got to be careful before you say, I ain't never. Because now you ain't going to get to go to church if you don't do it. I mean, because most of the congregations that I know of, unless they're going against um, government regulation, they're, they're, they're not meeting. They're doing this through YouTube, through Facebook, through other means, maybe Ustream or Sunday Stream, something like that. And so we have the, we have the unique opportunity to take advantage of this and put a positive spin on it. And you don't have to talk about the virus. You don't have to talk about the social distancing. Just insert some things that are hopeful. You know, try to make a list of some things that you want to talk about or that you want to share and start looking up Bible verses on, uh, you know, Bible Gateway or open your Bible and, and just start looking. Get a concordance. Start looking for Bible words like compassion and hope and things like that. And then start, you know, put them in a PowerPoint slide and save it as a JPEG or go and you download uh, Canva is a great free resource. You can download and you can you can do your own Bible scriptures uh, on backdrops with pictures um, do stuff like that. Do so with that, or just write it in as a, you can do it with a colored background on Facebook. Do it, do it on Instagram. Go out and take some pictures of the trees or your kids playing or something like that and put it and put a scripture with it. Messages of hope and of love and post positive things. You know, not, not, you know, here we are day 47, you know, oh, we don't have it. We, we run, done run out of milk, you know, I mean, just, we, I know some of it's funny and I have watched some of my friends do this. And I find it humorous. No joke, I do. I find it humorous. But ultimately, we need to be using this opportunity for social evangelism. We ought to, when, when this is over with, our churches ought to be busting at the seams. Right now, we can't get in. When we get ready to go, it ought to be we can't get out. 
I mean, people ought to be so fired up, they want a two-day revival, four-day revival, seven-day revival. You know, we don't want to leave. We want to stay there for several hours. I know our congregation, we're already planning on having a fellowship meal and a short service in the afternoon and letting our kids lead. That's some of the ideas that we've put forward. I mean, all, all kinds of things. But do social evangelism in this particular time in history. And I think we've got captive audiences, literally, you know, all over the world. I'm having people contact me from from some of these various podcasts that I do and social media sites from India, South America, from um, from Africa. I mean, just places that you wouldn't think. Guyana? I mean, places that people are like, hey, we're, we're looking at this. They've, they're staying at home and they're scanning the dial and they're looking for stuff. And I, I have found, too, this is something you might want to think about. I know with, and obviously I use Anchor. I, I'm a big fan of Anchor as a podcast platform because of the things that are just great and what they do. They they do all the distribution for you. It's free and, and, you know, it's just really a great, great place. And I've used SoundCloud. I've used Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts before. There's nothing wrong with those. It's just, I think, I think Anchor is the easiest. I mean, it really is the easiest and it's the fastest to get it out there to your, to other platforms. But anyways, I went, I go onto these uh, podcast stations and I listen to these guys and some of them, a lot of it's just white noise. You know, there's, there's a guy with a microphone or a girl with a microphone and, and they don't really have a lot of content. And I think now's a great time. If you're, if you're thinking about getting into podcasting, it doesn't matter as long as you've got some kind of a, 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 a narrative, a story to tell, you know, you don't have to do it every single week. Like I do. I mean, I do every week. I'm gonna try to do every week all year and do different seasons each year, but I do it themed. Maybe you've got a topic you just want to dive into for 12 weeks straight but but take advantage of the opportunity. Start your own podcast. So you can do it. Hey, if I can do it, you can do it. I'm telling you. Um, and I, I'm doing it, you know, once a week. But I've got blogs I'm writing and things like that on my website, which is uh, rayreynoldsrap.com. But you you write more. You know, if, you, if you've got a heart for writing, do that. Take advantage of this opportunity and reach people. Um if you've got people that you know, that you love, that aren't getting out and don't have the uh, social media uh, thing down, some older folks that you know need some encouragement, write them cards. I have written tons of cards here lately, and I, we kind of, um, I guess you could say we, we uh, almost militaristically <laughs> got, got our kids involved. I'm telling you, it's, it is a system now. We've got all of our kids at church writing cards, and I, I basically stamp them for them, get the cards ready, assign them different people, and then they, they, they write all these sweet little notes and mail them to everybody in the congregation. But those are things that we can do to, to really reach people because they're hurting, and people are discouraged, they're sad, they're afraid, and we've got a message of hope and joy. Don't you be the negative Nelly in the room. Don't be the grumpy Gus. You be the one that's full of joy and happiness and spread a message of cheer to people. Podcasting, again, writing, blogging, doing that, just even if it's just one post, just something really positive, something good that's happened in your life today, and use the opportunity to do some social uh, in, in, in evangelism, you know, right now where you are. There's never been a better time in history to get the gospel around the world. There really isn't. You know, some people say, well, I don't, I don't know if I can really write. You know, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. Well, could you sh- record something? You know, shoot a video real quick, do a Facebook Live or an Instagram story. I know a lot of people are doing the Instagram stories, and you may be doing Zoom with your church. Anything you can do to try to get the Word of God out there is going to be effective.
Now, I want to close in the last few minutes with, with something else. When we talk about this social you know, network that we have, all these different platforms, Satan loves to convince us that they're all evil. I've talked to people and they've said, well, you know, it's evil. Facebook's evil. Instagram's evil. It's for the devil. Snapchat's, mm, I might agree. No, <laughs> Snapchat can be very evil. Um, but you know, there's a lot of those things. And it's just like anything else. Uh, I learned early on in college, I was taking a critical thinking class with Kippy Myers, uh, a logic class at Heritage Christian University. It used to be International Bible College then. And he taught a very important uh, principle in logic and critical thinking. And that is the abuse of a thing does not argue against the thing itself. Just because a, a gun is abused, it doesn't mean the gun is evil. If a knife is abused, it doesn't mean the knife is evil. Um, so just because the, it's an object, it's an inanimate object, and if it's, if it's abused, you know, it used to be in days past, you know, they used rocks and sticks and, you know, big boulders and, and uh, bows and arrows and things like that. They used fire, they used whips. Uh, they killed people by all kinds of different means. And in fact, a lot of people died by rope. You know, we don't outlaw ropes today. But so the abuse of something doesn't argue against the thing itself. Yes, there are aspects of the social media uh, networks that are that could be used for evil. But I think God can work things together for good. And if we will utilize those those opportunities, we can really we can really grow the kingdom. So, what can you do? And when you when you move on to the next podcast, and I'm glad you're still with me, you're still hanging in with me. What can you do to be an effective evangelist where you are? Who can you mentor? Maybe some of you, and I know if you're if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know I'm all about life coaching and mentoring, and that's one of the reasons why I do my podcast is to mentor and encourage you. Maybe you could set up even if it's an anonymous page about dealing with depression or PTSD or maybe you suffer from diabetes or you have a loved one who's died of cancer. Maybe you could take advantage. You know, that's how Carrie Bridge got started. A bunch of people just wanted to encourage other people. And maybe you could do that. Even, as I said, even if it's anonymous, just having a page where you could talk about brokenness or if you've got a hobby that you love and start a page, start a Facebook page for that or join one and just spread good cheer and kindness in those pages. Um, and I, I know that people post a lot of pictures, and I know that's why I use Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr and things like that. But you don't always have to post pictures. You can just make comments. And when people when people are being real negative, send them an IM and just say, "Hey, I know you're having a hard time. I just wanted you to know I love you, and I'll be praying for you." You don't you don't have to get into a whole debate about what their problem and their issue is. And you may think, well, that's kind of inviting trouble. Well, it might. It might in some cases. So pick your battles. But we, we need to be encouragers. Going back to what Jesus did, Jesus went to the places where he was uncomfortable. Uh, he had to have been uncomfortable in those situations. I love how he chose John the baptizer to baptize him. Have you thought about that? Why him? Why not some other priest or prophet? Why didn't he go back and try to find somebody like you know, uh, Simeon, why didn't he try to find somebody like, uh, I don't know, Gamaliel? I mean, why, why doesn't he go, why does he, why does he use John the Baptist? Is it because he's his cousin? No, I think it's because he was probably the most noble, most humble man in that day, but he caught some flack for doing that. 
I mean, they did not know what to do with John. They didn't know whether he was from God or from men. I mean, they didn't know what his doctrine was about. It challenged everything the Pharisees stood for. And so it, it really challenged the religious establishment. But Jesus interacted with people like that. And I think that's why, you know, people say, why do you do so many social media things? Because that's what Jesus would do if he lived here today. I'm telling you, Jesus would take advantage of every single opportunity to talk to somebody. And he'd be all over these social media sites. In fact, I'm going to argue that he already is. Because there are Christians just like you and me that are going to be taken to the streets and taking it to the airwaves and taking it to the social media networks to spread the good news of love and of compassion and of Jesus Christ our Savior. Because that's that's what Jesus would do and that's what Jesus is doing because he lives and he resides inside of our hearts. And we have opportunities to do good. And if there's an opportunity to do good, James, Jesus' half-brother said, if you don't do it, it is a sin. So take advantage of those things. And, and one more thing real quick before I close. If you're struggling or you're hurting and you find that social media is part of the problem, take a fast from it for a little while. I'm not saying give it up completely, but take a little fast from it. Uh, be selective in the friends that you have. And don't don't let it get too personal. You know, don't get your feelings hurt too easy as if you can keep from that. And remember that Jesus loves you extremely. I mean, extreme more than you could ever imagine. Uh, Jesus loves you. And there are Christians out there that are just like you that may be struggling with some particular issue. That's why I said get involved in a uh, Christian group or start your own, uh, you know, your own group, your own page and do things. I, I think I managed 22 pages, Facebook pages. <laughs> That's a lot. But uh, but in all of them, I try to be positive. I try to be uplifting. I try to be compassionate. And I'm human. I'm going to make some mistakes. But I think that's a good way to do it. And so take advantage of this time to be social, as you can be, through these networks, and spread the message of Jesus Christ. Compassion, love, hope. Bring some, bring some new life into these people. And in that way, when we get back together as a church family, all of our congregations assemble again, it's going to be a glorious Sunday. I don't know when that's going to be, but when, it, when we all get to get back together, it's going to be like heaven. <laughs> it's going to be like heaven on earth. And uh, hopefully we'll have some new faces of people that we've encouraged, people that we've taught, people that we've shared the message of love and of Jesus and of grace with people who need it. And uh, we'll we'll keep making a difference. This doesn't this just because the churches are closed doesn't mean that, you know God's out of business, right? I mean we we still have work to do, so let's get to work and practice some some uh, personal evangelism through these through these social media outlets. And if you got any ideas or if you have any any um, feedback for me on this and how you know I would love to do some various things through that. I know I'm doing some Zoom uh, devotionals for some churches and writing some articles and, and uh, promoting some of the uh, videos and things that we do. Uh, Sunshine Studies is a great example for Somerdale Church of Christ for the children. If you got any ideas or if you have any questions, you can always write me at uh, rayreynoldsrap at gmail.com and I'll help any way I can. I appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, I know that I say this quite frequently, but the Lord loves you, and so do I. You just hang in there, uh, keep fighting the good fight, and uh, I'll be with you next time. We thank you so much for tuning into today's broadcast. 
Hope that you'll follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Keep coming back for original content on these podcasts and share them with your friends and loved ones. We also want to encourage you, if you have any questions or want to direct something towards me, uh, any possible topics coming up in the near future you'd like for me to cover, you can write us at rayreynoldsrap at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day, and we want to encourage you to maintain an authentic life in Christ Jesus.